Production. Recorded live. Well, good evening, and welcome to another talk show. This is the School of Deliverance, and I am the teacher for tonight, Dr. David L. E. Mitchell II. And uh, we're continuing tonight. This is our second class. And uh, just before we start, I have a few announcements to make. And I welcome all that are on the call tonight and those that will be coming on. I like to start on time, and we are doing that tonight. And I will ask that we all that are on the call to mute and silence all background noises. The first half of the class tonight will be uh, muted, and the participation is blocked. Second half will be unblocked and unmuted, so there will be participation where you can uh, join in. And we ask that you keep all comments very brief, so at least three minutes, and on topic. We don't want to have to uh, mute anyone, but we want everybody to participate. I want to continue tonight. I like to take my time. We're not in the race. I'm not trying to rush on. I just want to take the time to give you time for those that are taking notes. I want to give you time. I also want to let you know that uh, if you have anyone that misses a class, or want to review a class in case you missed something, you can always log back in at any time. Anytime, 24-7. Simply log in to www.talkshoe.com forward slash TC forward slash 138 Two two four, and look for past episodes. There, you will find all of the past episodes listed. Simply click on listen on the listen button, and there you can listen to all of the past episodes. I want to say also that should um, you want to make some comments or simply want to support with a donation, please go to our website. And our website is www.ncicod.com. And there you can 
view all of our content on our pages and go to the donate and there you can make a donation or sign our guest book and make some comments and what have you. Your donation is fully tax deductible. And you will get a receipt for your donation. Well, the prayer have already been praised, so let's begin our class. Last week we went into our introduction, and today we're going to try to cover two questions. Two questions. And then we'll open up the line for participation where you can join in. And those two questions we want to deal with tonight is, number one, what is inner healing? What is inner healing? And the second is, what is deliverance? What is Deliverance. Inner healing is applying the redemptive and healing work of Christ to the areas of darkness and bondage in our souls that have not received the healing light of Jesus Christ and have opened the door for the enemy to come in and keep us from walking in victory in that darkness or bondage area. Amen. The tools of inner healing are the spiritual disciplines, including prayer, confession, forgiveness, and counsel, which allows us to walk in the light and truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The tools of inner healing are the spiritual discipline, including prayer, Confession, forgiveness, and counsel, which allows us to walk in the light and truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The focus of inner healing is identifying the unhealed access areas of darkness that gave the demonic permission to operate in that area. Confess these areas of sin, repent for the behavior resulting from these unhealed 
and allowing the Christ to cleanse and heal. The focus of inner healing is identifying the unhealed, unhealed areas, the unhealed access areas, the access areas. Demons have to have an access area of darkness that gave the demonic permission to operate in that area. Once we know that, confess these areas of sin. Repent for the behavior resulting from these unhealed areas and allowing the Christ to cleanse and heal. And our text is Colossians, the first chapter, ninth verse to the 14th verse. Amen. Inner healing. We all have some deep-rooted areas that are unhealed. These are the access points that are the open door. These open doors are the access points by which the demonic enters in. And left unhealed, they remain. In order to get rid of these demonic beings, these doors must be closed, or we have to have that area healed whatever it is. And we'll get into that a little later. But they got to be closed, healed. It could have been way back when. Something you might not even be thinking about. Something you had said. Something that you had allowed. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we're going to get there. It will gonna it'll, it'll blow your mind. It'll, it's going to make you think back. You say, "How did I miss that?" The Colossians, the first chapter. The ninth verse to the fourteenth. And the word of the Lord reads For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease 
to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Verse 10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Well, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Can we do the breakdown? Can we do the breakdown? Can we do the breakdown? Paul's chief concern is that the Colossians might have full, what, knowledge of God's, what, will. The desire to serve God's will be in vain without a proper understanding of the one we will want to serve. Thus Paul prays that the Colossians might be filled with full knowledge that encompasses what? All wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. Wisdom is the practical outworking of knowledge. See James 3 and 17. And that knowledge cannot be separated from the what? Spiritual understanding that comes through the discernment given by the Holy Spirit. 
Can we do the breakdown? Verse 10. Paul desires that the Colossians do what? May walk worthy of the Lord. Paul wanted the Colossians to live in a manner that adequately reflected what God had done for them and was doing in them. Being what? Worthy of God. Worthy of God. It is a phrase that occurs in ancient pagan inscriptions throughout Asia. It pictures someone's life being weighed on a scale to determine its worth. If these devotees to false gods knew they had to walk in a worthy manner, certainly Christians should dedicate their lives to the living God in order to please him, don't you think? Verse 11, according to his glorious power. This phrase means that believers are empowered, not in proportion to their needs, but according to God's strength. So Paul desires to see nothing less than the power of God himself at work in the Colossians' believers. Like Samson, a believer's strength comes from God alone. We see the word qualified. Qualified. The word means to be able or authorized for a task. Believers can never be qualified on their own. Instead, God must make them sufficient through Jesus Christ. The tense of the verb points to qualifying as an act in the past rather than a process. Ordinarily, catch this, ordinarily to qualify for an event or a position, we have to prove ourselves. However, the inheritance in verse 5 that believers receive is not one that they have earned, but is based on being qualified by God. I'd rather be qualified by God. Qualified by God. The Father qualifies us for eternal life with him. Whereas the Son will reward us at the end of the race. Revelations 22 and 12. Now we're getting to where I want to get to. Delivered. 
deliverance is made. God has liberated believers from the dominion of darkness. The apostle uses the common symbolism of light and darkness for good and evil, for God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom that is found throughout the New Testament, the kingdom from which believers have been rescued is the kingdom of darkness. We've been rescued from the kingdom of darkness. We conclude with the 14th verse. The Greek word redemption points to the payment of a price or ransom or for release of a slave. The slavery from which believers are released is not physical but spiritual. They are free from bondage to sin by forgiveness of sin. Through Jesus' blood, Ephesians 1 and 17. 1 and 7, that is. Inner healing. Inner healing. There are things, hidden things, hidden things deep within us. Things we don't want nobody to know about. Things that we 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 keep deep within ourselves. And we're going to get to those things. So I want to move on to what is deliverance. What is what is what is we read it, we hear it, we hear it, deliverance, 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 deliverance. We hear about it. We read about it. And a lot of our churches name. What is it? What is deliverance? Very simply, deliverance is telling the enemy, the devil, to leave us alone. We can usually tell there is a demonic influence in our lives when we've used all the spiritual disciplines in our lives to gain victory in an area. And we seem to continually hit a brick wall. Example, still struggle without success in that area. Specifically, deliverance is the spirit-empowered ministry of expelling demonic spirits that influence the thoughts, will, actions, and emotions of believers and unbelievers. The authority to expel demonic forces is given to every believer. Mark 16 and 17. Luke 10, 17 
to 20. In practical terms, deliverance is telling the enemy to lead through the power and authority of Jesus Christ, whose spirit resides within each believer. The enemy recognizes authority and must bow his knee to the authority of Jesus Christ. Philippians 2, 10 and 11. Deliverance is an ongoing process. Deliverance is an ongoing process. We can take care of the past, but because we live in a fallen world, access opportunities for the enemy are continual. The Holy Spirit gives us discernment to address the demonic as it presents itself. Okay, here comes five indications that demonic activity exists. Five indications that demonic activity exists. Number one, feeling totally helpless over an emotion, thought, or behavior. Feeling totally helpless over an emotion, thought, or behavior. Number two, inability to gain victory even after prayer and scripture meditation. Inability to gain victory even after prayer and scripture meditation. Number three, it's like something came over me. like something came over me. Number four. A voice told me to do it or I saw myself doing it. 
Number five, connection with past involvement in the occult, witchcraft, Satanism, or false religion. Connection with past involvement in the occult, witchcraft, Satanism, or false religion. It don't have to be all of them. There could be one of them. And it's probably more, but these are five indications that demonic activity exists. To have a little time, I'm going to add one more. Got a little time? May have one more. Just to tie these two in. And that is simply another question, a third question. Are both deliverance? and inner healing needed for freedom or both deliverance and inner healing needed for freedom and the answer is yes deliverance tells the enemy to leave without inner healing leaves the door open for demonic influences to return to those to those access areas and attempts to lead the person back into bondage. Inner healing, which closes the door or access point to the enemy without deliverance, allows the spirits of darkness to continue to attempt to lead the person back into sinful behavior or unhealthy ways of thinking. When the spirits have been ordered to leave, they cannot return if there is cleansing, healing, and filling with the presence of God in the areas where they had operated. Amen. This time, I'm now allowing the un- opening. Up. 
Repeat the question. Which question? I'm opening the lines back open. The lines are now open. Oh, okay. Everybody, everybody, can everybody hear? Yes, I'm here. Okay. Awesome. Who's the- Any particular question? Oh, I thought you had said something about uh, deliverance. The last <laughs> question, on the last question, are both deliverance and inner healing needed for freedom? Right. Because we're continually being delivered from something. The question was, are both deliverance and inner healing needed for freedom? And the quest answer was yes. But deliverance, which tells the enemy to leave, and without inner healing, it leaves the door open for the demonic influence to return to those access areas. We got to close. Doors has to be closed. We got to close some doors. We got to close doors of unhealed areas. We got to identify areas that are unhealed. We got to close some things. Yeah. Um, Guest number four just came in. The lines are all open at this time. So how do you close the doors? Well, you can't close them until you search within yourself and find out what it is that is open. You got to confess those things. For instance, I didn't want to get ahead of myself. Areas of unforgiveness. Things that are unforgiveness. Oath. Things that have happened in the past. Things that have went on in our past. That we look back into our past and try to discover things. Hurt. Unhealed hurts and traumas. Hurts can be almost anything that has wounded us in the past. They can include any type of abuse, rejection, abandonment, neglect, serious illness. Traumas include accidents, near-death experiences, and any event that left us in distress, disturbed us, upset us, or shocked us. Unhealed hurts and traumas can open the door to demonic activities such as fear, unbelief, paranoia, distrust, depression, mental strongholds, 
can develop as well. Unhealed hurts and traumas are like hooks that go back into your past and drag all these feelings forward every time another hurt is experienced, no matter the nature of the present hurt. Ministry begins with looking at these events and recognizing how these events may still be affecting our thoughts, our thoughts, our behaviors, our attitudes, and emotions in an unhealthy way. When past events have not allowed God's light to heal, they can still control us. Allowing the past to control the present. These things, 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 allowing the past to still control us. Even in our subconscious. We can never move forward because the the past is still controlling us. We can't trust again. We say we can, but can we really? I think the more the more we in tune with God, the more word and knowledge we get from God through His Word, we'll realize that by walking in a a carnal position, you're going to always find yourself or that person find themselves um, dealing with uh, the inner healing, the the hurts, the past. They're going to always find themselves like a miracle-round of always needing to be delivered. But if if that person... We continually, because it's never ending, we always got to look to the word for the area that we're in. Like, for instance, if we're walking in the spirit, you know, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, so we got to walk in the spirit because they mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold. And the spirit man would be able to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And the spirit man can bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. But a carnal position, you always going to reflect back. And the enemy always going to, you know, put that before you of your past and you won't be able to get rid of it. Because you're walking in a, it's like you're walking carnal, soul, spirit. And we should be walking spirit, soul, and crucifying that flesh. So the spirit man tell the soul and the flesh what to do. It's not the carnal telling the soul and the spirit what to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we get in trouble because we're walking in. Um, we're not walking in a right position. 
we should be walking in the spirit position. It's spirit to spirit. So our spirit to hear what God is saying and our spirit man, whatever God say, because he come first, it'll say, uh, soul, tell your soul, you know, to behave. That mind, your intellect, to behave. And then you feed it the word of God. So that's how we'll be able to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God because God is first. And God ain't telling me that. So therefore, it's not true. So you feed it with the word of God, and that's how you dismantle the enemy. Amen. And that's what the text is talking about. Colossians 1, the first chapter of Colossians, the ninth to the 14th verse. And study that text. That text is telling us that's what you're saying. Right, that was coming from Second Corinthians ten three through six. Good word. Three through five. And that's the and that's the key. That is the key. We got to eat this word. The more word of God we put in us, it helps. It helps. It helps us overcome the evil one. The more word we put in us. It helps us to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We suit up in the in the whole armor of God and be filled with this word. It is our defense and offense. The more word we have in us, it helps when we need it. How does the enemy access our lives? How does the how does the enemy come in? I could say it real quickly because we don't have that word in us. When we empty out, we got to fill up with something. Inner healing and deliverance cannot take the place of discipline. And discipline cannot take the place of inner healing and deliverance. Usually, the person needing ministry will feel a sense of total helplessness over an emotion, thought, or behavior. That person cannot seem to gain a victory in that area, even though they have sincerely tried to submit that area to the Lord. We must discern what is unwillingness to deal with sin and an inability to do so. Here are several common areas where the demonic can gain access. Unforgiveness. 
unforgiveness, willful sin, strongholds, generational sin, and curses, unhealed hurts, traumas, as I've mentioned, soul ties, inner vows and judgments. That's just a few, but they're the main ones. These are areas where demonic, the demonic can gain access. And as we learn what these particular areas are and how to pray against them, we can keep the demonic out. We can evict them, get them out. As we take unforgiveness, unforgiveness, and this is a critical area of access. Forgiveness is the letting go of an offense, debt owed, wrong suffered, betrayal, or hurt. It is not based on finding something about the person worthy of forgiveness. It does not require us to minimize the validity importance, or quantity of pain suffered. Nor does it mean letting the person off the hook from experiencing justice or the consequences of the unacceptable act. Forgiveness is letting go of our desire to hurt the other person. Through forgiveness, we put the other person into God's hand and allow God to work his justice in that person's life. It sets us free from the bondage of hurt and the desire for revenge. It is one of the most powerful things a person can do. Forgiveness opens the way for God to change our hearts. It frees the entrapped soul, Matthew 18 and 35. Our hearts become a vessel for God to facilitate change in our lives and provide the grace and courage to maintain a heart of forgiveness. We may need to forgive ourselves if we can't seem to get our past, our part of the offense. This is manifest in guilt and condemnation. 
ministry includes a prayer of confession to God for unforgiveness in our lives. It continues with a deliberate act of our wills to forgive the person of any offense. As an act of our wills, we give up our rights and desire for vengeance and release the offender from our judgment. Blessing and praying for the offender follows. Forgiveness is instantaneous, but many times the letting go of the pain is a process. You will know the process is complete when there is no intensity of emotion and you don't think about it unless you choose to think about it. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Unforgiveness. Show somebody done you wrong. Got to get it off of you. There's a prayer for unforgiveness. Prayer for unforgiveness. Father, thank you for caring so much about me that you are moved with compassion for my pain. Thank you for understanding and care. Thank you that you forgive me for all of my sin. You don't hold anything against me. You have completely taken me off of your hook. Because Jesus has paid for all of my sins on the cross. Father, as a deliberate act of my will, I choose you to forgive so-and-so. And give the express details and what you felt as a result and release him or her from my judgment into your hand. I ask you to change him or her as you see fit and to bless so-and-so, and release him or her from any judgment I have brought against them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I don't really mean that thing. You know, get that off of you. Can't use that no more. 
can't use it. Can't use it no more. Let me go on, on to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. In the vows that we make, we make, we we made vows. I don't, I don't want to get into it. Just, a, just, just want to touch on it just a tad bit, just a tad bit. I know the time is far spent. Just a tad bit, just a tad bit. We make, we make. Inner vows. Inner vows are unscriptural. Inner vows are unscriptural. Matthew 5, 33 to 37. Inner vows is a solemn promise to perform or not perform a certain act, carry out an activity, or behave in a given way. An inner vow is developed as a result of something that did or didn't happen to us as a child. Usually when we felt out of control and we vowed that we would will do it differently when we grow up. We make a judgment about something or someone. Then we make an inner vow. This opens the door for the enemy. Inner vows usually begin with I will never or I will always Inner vows are void of any decision to seek or submit to God's direction in a particular area of our lives. Many times, an inner vow may actually be opposed to God's will in our lives. It is dictated by self-power, and we find that when we when the enemy gains access. To the hurting area of our lives, through an inner vow, we become powerless in our own strength to discontinue the action created by the inner vow. When an inner vow is directing our lives, God isn't. God isn't. An example. Let's say that you were forced to eat Brussels sprouts growing up. You made a judgment about parents that went something like, my parents are mean when they make me eat this vegetable. Then you made an inner vow that says, when I grow up, I will never make my children eat vegetables. You get married and you have children. You and your wife or husband argue continually over requiring the children to eat vegetables. This conflict is fueled by your judgment on your parents and the inner vow you made. To break an inner vow, you must repent of the judgment of judging someone. God is the only one who can pass judgment on a person, James 4, 11, and 12. After repentance, 
and asking for forgiveness with the authority in the name of Jesus, break the stronghold that vow has over you. You see? You see? You see? A simple thing like that. Over a vegetable that you made a long time ago that you vowed a vow. Pass a judgment on your parents that when you grow up, you're not going to let your children eat no vegetables. And it caused a conflict in your marriage. Satan came in. That's an inner vow. A simple thing like that. It ain't, it ain't those, the, the big things that we look at a lot of times, like drugs, alcohol, prostitution, stuff like that, and all this here kind of you know, vices. But they can be broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our time is up. Amen. Our time is up. I want to give anybody have a last remark before we close. Going once. Going twice. Amen. Well, join us next week. Amen. As we continue our study on, amen, in the School of Deliverance, amen, we've got some good things coming up, amen, we haven't even begun yet, amen, talking about, amen, the demonic and how we need to deal with deliverance and inner healing, because it's certainly needed in the church today, amen, that we can have people get free, get set free, and delivered, amen, at this time, Amen. All minds are clear. We're going to end the call.